Yo, what's going on, Bro Jangles? It's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington here at General Fitness Company Studio. Today is March 16th, 2022. It is Wednesday, and this is Season 9, Episode 27. And as promised on Monday, we're going to be talking about how to be a better runner. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that because, uh, hey, you know, honestly, this is a, a question I got on Instagram, which is pretty funny that somebody just asked me, like, how do I be a better runner? And I was like, well... Oh, that's a great question. So I answered it on Instagram and I was like, oh, you know, that might be a good uh, Instagram Instagram post. That might be a better uh, podcast because I can explain a little bit more about how to be a better runner. You know, this running season after all, I see a lot of people running outdoors and I just can't help but cringe when I see some people run. You know, <laughs> you know, good for them, good on them for running. You know, I, I, I give them props 100%. Uh, but the, the trainer in me, when I see people running, and they're running for him. It just, oh, oh, I'm just like, please. You know, I almost want to like be like, just come in my gym and I'll train you for free just to show you these things so you don't get hurt. Uh, maybe I will do something like that. Have a little mini running clinic. Huh. <laughs> yeah, to put something out like that, out there like that. We'll see. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So uh, today we're going to be talking about how to be a better runner. You can get my clinic here <laughs> on this episode and how to be a better runner. And I will uh, maybe uh, put some feelers out, see if I can get, uh, get some people that actually want to come out with me and do some running themselves. Uh, but in the meantime, let's go ahead and listen to this episode about how to be a better runner. I have some pretty good tips on how to be a better runner, what you can do for exercises, and all just, I think you'll uh, find a lot of value in this episode. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get underway with Season 9, Episode 27. And we'll call this, <laughs> we'll keep it simple. You know, I like to keep things simple. How to be a better runner. Let's go. All right, so here we go. As promised, I am talking about running form, or actually, I'm talking about how to be a better runner. Uh, I promised that I was going to talk about this on Monday. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a good follow up, and uh, yeah, I feel like it's a pretty good follow up based on uh, my notes. Yeah, I was talking about on Monday uh, those things that you know people that are do that are unnecessary to be you know better athletes or whatnot. You know, I see people doing stuff on on these unstable surfaces. Uh, but to be honest with you, <laughs> as I said before, less is more. <laughs> to be honest with you, people do all these fun fancy things. And, yeah, it's cool to be fun and fancy. Don't get me wrong, I'm not poo-pooing on you know, people doing stuff to, you know, have some fun. Uh, but the thing is that a lot of people, as I said before, they lack context for uh, what these people are doing this for. A lot of people just think that this is what you do to be a great athlete, uh, but you don't need all that stuff. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, like I remember using, you know, hurdles and ladders and stuff like that to get me faster, but 
you know, those things, they're good, but they're not necessarily going to be the staple of your diet. You know, the, the things that really make you better are those things that you can master uh, that are as similar as possible to what you're going to be doing uh, on the athletic field or rink or court. <laughs> yeah, you know, so so what I want to talk about today is essentially how to be a better runner. And to be a better runner, uh, the first thing, you know, a lot of people say that you should run a lot of miles, and that is not true, because uh, if you're trying to be a sprinter, you obviously wouldn't want to run a lot of miles. Uh, but not only that, when you run a lot of miles, you put a lot of stress on your joints. And, you know, that's obviously that's kind of part of the game, no matter what you're doing, whether you're, you know, running or playing hockey or, uh, you know, shooting hoops or whatever, uh, even for those sports, you know, you don't want to be uh, just only running. Uh, so the key is really strength training. You know, the, you, you want to be strong because the constant repetition is going to break down your uh, your muscles, your joints, your ligaments, your tendons. It's going to break it down because it's going to be a repetitive motion. Uh, so what you have to do is we have to mix in that weight training. Now, uh, there's a period periodization of, of training. Like, you know, you don't want to be doing heavy lifting and stuff while you're doing, like, heavy running. You know, you don't want to be out there, uh, you know, putting in miles and then turning around and lifting heavy weights in the gym. Uh, because, you know, you need your recovery. So if you're doing heavy heavy running, you know, if you're trying to get ready for a uh, running season or if you're in the midst of a running season or if you're trying to compete at a higher level, uh, I would say that you should not be lifting weights. Or if you are lifting weights, I would put it at a very minimal once to tw at the maximum twice a week. Now, if you're actually in your training, say right now, you know, spring, you know, getting into the, the real running season, which is in the fall, uh, you know, this is the time to get into it. This is the time to start getting into weight training. This is the time to start getting stronger, working on your balance, and doing those things that are going to help you, you know, stay the stay the course when you're when you're running. And obviously, this is apply this same rule would apply to other sports. You know, if you're out of season, you want to be lifting weights. If you're in season, you want to minimize your weight lifting and maybe go into some more mobility and flexibility. Uh, but as with respect to you know actual running. Uh, you know, regardless of seasons. I've talked about this before, but it's important to uh, remember that speed is very simple. And uh, it's not exactly simple to get more of it, but it's simple. Uh, the physics explains speed as the release for runners, stride length by stride frequency. And that's essentially, I guess in physics, that would be uh, speed uh, by distance. You know, so that's pretty simple, right? You know, essentially how much distance you can cover and how fast you can cover that distance. And so what that would mean for runners is that how long your strides would be and how quickly you can make those strides. So, you know, once you break it down that way, it's pretty simple to understand what you need to do to be a better runner. You need to have longer strides, which means you need more mobility, and you need to have quicker strides, which means that you need to have plyometrics training, you know, plyometric training, which would be like jumping training, dynamic training, you know, agility training, maybe not so much agility training because you don't need to really need to go side to side, but uh, more of the jumping, you know, quick jumping, those fat to develop those fast twitch muscles. That's really, really something that you want to put into play when it comes to uh, getting faster. 
in terms of like where most people are, where, where most of my clients I find, uh, they can't get much faster with their feet. You know, most people, you know, I don't train a ton of athletes. I train a few athletes. I train some younger athletes, so they have a little bit of, di- of a different capacity. Uh, but the, about 70 to 80% of my clients are not going to get any faster with their feet. However, about 90 to 95% of my clients can get a long, could get a longer stride. So a lot of the stuff that I do, actually, it's, there's three things that I do to help improve, uh, that stride. Now, you know, if you're over the age of 25, uh, this is probably going to be for you. Cause, you know, once you get to 25, you know, your, your feet just start to slow down just a little bit. And, you know, it's all about pretty much just keeping that tempo and, you know, getting that explosive power. But, uh, having less of a, uh, it was at least as it applies to sprinters, having less of a reduction of speed, you know, because you can only hit a, a certain speed. You know, you have a uh, max, you know, was a speed limit, you know, you have a max level. Uh, but there is a difference uh, between a younger runner and an older runner and that an older runner is going to have a little bit more stamina so whatever that max speed is they're going to be able to maintain that a little bit longer and they may not even go the same max speed as someone that's a little bit younger uh, but they'll have that, that that speed a little bit longer just because they have just better endurance and that's how it is for most uh, most people as they get a little bit older until about the age I think is uh, 45 or something like that is when your max aerobic capacity kind of starts uh, going declining so uh again so uh you, we're looking at getting your stride longer the first thing i would say uh for everybody and anybody and this is something that you can do whether you're in season or out of season is work on your balance i'm actually currently doing a balance challenge with myself and uh, my clients we're doing it online they're tagging me or not tagging me some of them are doing it on their own and tell me about it some people are uh actually tagging me and i'm putting it in my stories but i'm having fun with it you know we're doing different balance exercises uh for this month it's 31 seconds or 31 reps of whatever particular exercise that you choose to do for the day Uh, some people are following my exercises some people are making up their own uh but they're very important i say uh, this would probably be the best time to work on that because this is really where you're building the foundation for a uh, running season. So if you're trying to build a foundation, obviously you want to build a foundation on a stable foundation, right? You want to build a, a rock solid foundation where, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't stand the chance of crumbling as you start putting more of a load on it. So balance, I think, is going to be the first thing you want to start off with. And the easiest thing to do uh, is just standing on one foot literally standing on one foot. I start my clients off, especially if I know they haven't trained with me before or they haven't trained with anybody before, uh, is just have them standing on one foot. You'd be amazed how many people uh, get on one foot for 30 seconds and can't actually stand. It's it's actually it's pretty... I would say, to be honest with you, if I were to actually give you a number of how many of percentage of clients that uh, couldn't do that and, you know, it took them a while to do that pretty consistently, it would be probably about close to 90%. You know, it's it's pretty amazing. I, I'd, be, uh, I'd, re- I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you to actually try that yourself. 
you know, it's 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 a little more difficult than you would think. So uh, once you master that, I, I I bring it to one more level is have by having people move with that one foot off the ground, and that's also very simple. I call that the single leg single leg bend over. And essentially, what you do is you just take two hands or take one foot off the ground, reach two hands down to the foot that's on the floor while trying to keep the uh, foot that's off the ground completely off the ground until you finish 10 reps. And that's also a lot harder than you would think. Uh, I, I could say even now I have clients that I've trained years and, so, you know, they even practice at home and some of them are still struggle to do it consistently. You know, they can pull off 10 in a row, uh, you know, on, on good days. Uh, but there's t- times where, you know, they can't even do five. And then it is what it is, right? I mean, I just, you know, it, it's a tough thing to do. So, I would say those are the two things, and they're very simple. Like I said, I like to treat, try to keep things basic. Uh, you know, I mean, from ba- the basics, you know, at least in terms of what I'm teaching uh, my clients and, you know, what I'm trying to give you. I don't want to give you any kind of uh, fancy, flashy exercises to do because you don't really need that. And, you know, obviously with my clients, we don't just do the basics. You know, I, they graduate and they do... Uh, more advanced things, but you know, I, like I said, I, I try to start off as as simple as possible and work from there. So, like my thing is reverse engineering. I like to find out what people want to work on, and I think about the very basic movement that is necessary for them to be successful. So that's how I work it. So I would say pretty much for anything, you know, there's obviously there's some other things for different sports, but in terms of running. Uh, just standing on one foot and then learning how to move on one foot. Because if you think about uh, running, it's essentially a one-footed sport. You know, you're not going to be at any point in time having two feet on the ground. Uh, so you want to have balance on that one foot. And I think I did re- uh, talk about that on Monday as well. Uh, the next thing is going to be, as I as I said before, weight training. Uh, weight training is important because, uh, like flexibility, it has the same impact as flexibility or mobility, I should say, in that it gives you a longer stride. And the reason why it gives you a longer stride is because you have more power to uh, output with each step. If you think about it again, running is not only a one-legged sport, but it's a jumping sport. It's essentially a controlled jump. So if you can have more power, you know, if you can exert more power, if you can leg press, you know, if you can squat more weight, then you can push your body weight even further because you can you have the ability to lift more in your body weight. So, you know, I always have my clients always tell them that, you know, their goal should be to at least be able to squat their body weight. If not squat their body weight, at least deadlift their body weight because not everybody can do squats because, you know, they might have some spinal issues. But, and, you know, deadlifts can be a little bit tough, a little bit tricky too. But, but I try to have, you know, a majority of my clients that have the ability to, I try to have them, if not squat their body weight, at least deadlift their body weight. So I would suggest that as well for you. You know, if you want to be a runner, again, don't go out and just run a bunch of miles, you know, put in the work and, you know, get yourself stronger. So you don't break down. If you're starting your training now, you don't break down by the middle of the summer, or, you know, you have to take a break because your body is just, is, uh, overperforming and not even overperforming, but is overworked instead of, uh, being in tip top shape in the middle of the season. Uh, so, uh, you know, the final one, obviously besides weight training, again, I, I 
you know, I said, I think the main exercises there for you would be leg presses or squats or deadlifts. Those three exercises would be great. Uh, but if you're lifting weights, you also want to have flexibility or mobility. So you want to work on your mobility. Now, I've talked about mobility in a lot of different ways. Uh, but one way I've definitely uh, always, always mentioned is that you can't, expect to get your mobility better simply by stretching. Let me say that again. You can't expect to get your mobility better simply by stretching. Uh, but Jerry, I take yoga and my flexibility has gotten better. Maybe so. That could be very possible. However, the thing is that a lot of people, and I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of people when they perform yoga or when they practice yoga, they get in these positions that aren't really stable. You know, a lot of people take this approach to yoga that like they want to pretty much imitate what the instructor is doing, at least to the best of their ability. But this, a lot of times when they are trying to do that, they put their, themselves in these precarious positions that weaken their muscles. And the reason why they're weakening their muscles is because they're, again, they're putting themselves in these precarious positions that their body cannot you know, they don't they, they can't hold them and be stable. And if you're practicing these motions that put you in an unstable position, your joints, your muscles, and your ligaments, and your tendons will adapt to being unstable in those positions. So what happens is not that you get more flexibility, is that you, or not that you get more mobility, meaning that you have more control of your body or your limbs in space, but you have more flexibility, whereas you can move further through space, but you don't necessarily have the ability to control yourself through space. And it's important to be able to control yourself through space because, again, it's a one-legged sport and a huge component of that is balance. And if you don't have control of yourself, it's impossible to have balance. So those are the three elements that, going into, that go into building your speed. You know, I talked about you know, building up your speed by simply making your feet move faster, which are, it's a little bit harder to do. I talked about getting your stride length a little bit longer, and you can do that by one or two way. Well, two ways actually, uh, by building your strength, as well as building your mobility. And finally, we talked about your balance. That's actually four ways, isn't it? That's not three ways. So you talked about <laughs> mobility, balance, strength, and overall just creating dynamic foot speed. So yeah, that is four. <laughs> uh, but you get the gist of it. I, I still not a not a ton of things to work on. You know, again, you can work on that foot speed by simply you know working on your your jumping, just faster jumping. Jump rope is a great well, jumping rope is a great way to do it. You see boxers do it a lot because it helps with the foot speed. Yeah, you, know, you, you can pretty much imagine what happens when you don't jump rope fast enough. <laughs> so yeah, you know, that's a one easy way to get your foot develop that foot speed. You know, if you want to get that balance again, you can just stand on one foot or do the single leg bendovers. You want to get stronger uh, so you can have longer strides uh, or so you can exert more force on, on with each step, creating longer strides. You would leg press. You would deadlift you would squat or you could lunge too. lunge would be great because it's a almost like a single leg exercise. Uh, so it's very similar to, you know, running because it's kind of a single leg exercise. So, and finally, uh, for your mobility, 
you want to make sure that you just load up your joints. You want to load, eccentrically load up your joints. And that's the best way to work on your mobility. You don't want to do that static stretching stuff. That's not great stuff. What you want to do is eccentrically load your joints, essentially, essentially meaning that you're going to be loading up your body, going slow, working your way into the eccentric phase, meaning the elongation phase of the muscle groups that you're working on. So as it pertains to a squat, you want to load yourself up, kind of go slowly down into your lunge, and then maybe explode up. So you can kind of mimic that loading and unloading phase uh, in your steps. And uh, that's it. It's not hard to be a better runner. It's just a matter of having the discipline to follow through with that and not want to just get lazy and just go out for runs. You know, that's the, that's the lazy way to be a runner is essentially go out and run. If you really want to be a runner that's running for longer than one or two years without injuries, well, then you want to do those above methods. <laughs> above, because I have these in my notes. So the previously mentioned methods is what I should have said. So, yeah, that does it for this episode. It's the middle of the week. Uh, it is, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can hear my voice, but it is daylight savings. So I'm like feeling it a little bit because we lost that hour of sleep. And, you know, you don't feel it really on Monday, but you feel it like the next day and the next day after that because, you, you know, you, you're, you're not only did you lose that hour, or sleep but your body's like trying to acclimate to having that one less hour during the day so yeah i'm, I'm getting it together hopefully by tomorrow i'll be ready and uh i'm ready but uh hopefully by tomorrow i'll be more well rested and i'll have a a better a better affect uh on the, on the evening <laughs> so until then i will check you later i hope you have a good one and as always keep good company